Good morning, church. It's great to be here with you together. Please turn your Bibles to Isaiah 43. And the title of the lesson today is How to Have a Fresh Start. Now, how many of us need a fresh start today? You know, in reality, uh, I think we all need a fresh start once in a while. You know, and the thing about, about getting a fresh start, it's about kind of making changes. Right? It's kind of starting to do some changes in your life. Some of us like change all the time. Some of us like change sometimes. And some of us don't like change at all. You know, but change is part of the Christian experience. So God is trying to change us. God is trying to transform us into the image of His Son. So it's going to take change. It's going to take some transformation. It's going to take many new starts. And I'm excited that, you know, uh, just to tell you a real quick story. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a two-year-old. It's going to be two, two years and, and this Wednesday, actually. And then uh, my wife, you know, we're expecting another, another baby, another boy. And uh, it should be coming in about two or three weeks. So I'm going to need a couple of, a few new starts. There's a new start coming up my way. Uh, but you know we're excited about our son. I'm so proud of him. And you know, I, once in a while I get to I get to watch him. You know, and I, I get to take care of him. You know, watch him, right? And uh, you know, about a month ago I was I was watching Max, and uh, you know how those things happen that like I turned away. Yeah. <laughs> Parents, yeah, I, I I really turned away for like two seconds, and he's gone. I mean, we were hanging out in the room, and I'm like, where did you go? What happened? And, and it's silent. So that's also bad. It's, it's not good. So, you know, I get out of the room, and I start looking for him. I go to the living room, and he's not there. So, and then I go, to the, I go to the kitchen, and there he is, standing on the kitchen counters. So somehow this kid is... You know, figure it out or climb there. And I'm, I'm there like in shock. Like, how do you get up there? I start looking around and he has this little horse thing. What is it called? It's like a rocking horse. He has pin against the wall. And then he climbed the rocking horse and then got into the kitchen counter. You know, and I had this moment of like, should I get mad? Or, or like, I'm kind of excited that you figure this out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm a little impressed that you got up there. I'm like, that, it's pretty high. <laughs> you know, so, I, so I asked him, I was like, Max, what are you doing here? And he just pointed to the cabinet and said, candy. <laughs> and his point of the cabinet is where we keep our cookies and like our goodies. Like, he knew what he was going for. Wow. You know, and as a good parent, I not, not, not discipline him, I give him candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, that was awesome. Don't do that again, but here's some candy for you. So we're not talking about parenting today. That's terrible parenting. But you know, it is exciting when I see my son grow and learn something new. I'm excited. You know, the other day I asked him, hey, you know, I have some watermelon. You know, I, have, I was going to give him some watermelon. And I asked him, hey, what do you think I'm going to give you for, for, for a snack? And he said, What? Now, that night, is that not a big deal for you? He said, what? Like, he understood what I was saying, and he said, hey, what are you going to give me? What? 
And I was like, oh my God, you understand? I can talk to you now. See, I believe God is excited, excited to see us grow. I believe God is excited when you, when you say no to something. You say no to a temptation. When you grow in something, God, maybe it's something small. God is fired up. He's like, man, you finally got that one. I've been watching you. I've been looking at you. And, and you made a good decision. I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you're growing. Isaiah 43 verse 18. So I want to share with you some things that I believe if we implement in our lives... We will successfully have a fresh start. Yeah. Isaiah 43 verse 18. It says, forget the former things. And do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You know, God, what, what is God talking about here? See, God is talking to the Israelites. And what he's telling them to forget is forget that you came out of Egypt. Forget all the plagues that I brought into them. Forget that you crossed the Red Sea. Forget all those things. They were awesome. I mean, you think, really? Do you want us to forget that? God, that was one of the most incredible things you've done. But, but God is thinking, see, that was good. That was good. But I have something better. I have something better for you. See, I'm lo- you're looking at Egypt and you're like, we took you out of slavery. That's good. But I'm looking at Jesus. Amen. Jesus is coming. It's going to get way better. Amen. It's about to get excited. You don't even know. I'm working on it already. You know, I, I think God is far more interested in our future than He is in our past. Let me say that again. God is far more interested in your future than He is in our past. Amen. You know, and that kind of has to fire some people up here. Because sometimes we think, God cannot use me or God cannot do something through me because of my past. Okay. And we think, man, God, how can you use somebody like me? God, I don't want even people to know some of the things that I've done. Because my past is just dark. My past is not good. I don't, God, I don't know how can you, you can change my family. God, I don't know if you can forgive me. God, I don't know if you can use me. I don't know if you can help me with this. You know, God is saying, forget about that. Forget, stop dwelling on that. I have something good for you. I'm working in your life already. You know, He was working in their life. And I believe God is working in our lives right now. Sometimes we don't feel it. Maybe you're going through something really challenging right now. And you really need a new start. And you're you're going through something that you did not see coming. You're going through something that you did not expect. That you pray for not to happen. But it's happening. But God is working in that situation. And just like He's working in any situations in our lives. He's working on it right now. Do you see God working in your life right now? Do you feel God working in your life right now? Maybe it's something difficult. 
You know, I know the teenagers, some of the teens or seniors actually, you know, got their letters and they got accepted to many schools and and some of them did not get accepted to the schools they wanted to or, they, you know, they're number one or... God was working on that. God has a plan for that. Yeah. Yes. He's protecting you. He's taking care of you. And we think, oh, this is terrible. And God is thinking, I'm working on this. It's going to be good. You just don't see it yet. You know, God is far more interested in showing you what He can do with your life and my life than in what we have done with our life. And that's, that's incredible because, you know, that's when I think about my son. That's what I think. I don't think about the mistakes that he's made or the tantrums that he's tried to, you know, do. Man, I'm excited about his future. I'm excited about the things he's going to learn. You know, I'm excited about the new one that is coming. How's it going to look like? And, you know, how's his character is going to be like? I'm excited about his, their future. God is excited about your future. God's excited about my future. But do you believe that? See, if we're going to have a, good, uh, a fresh start, this is what I want to recommend that we do. All right. Start with God. Yeah. Point number one is start with God. Do you need a new fresh start? Do you need a fresh start? Maybe this year already, you know, you, you start with good intentions. And, uh, you know, man, this year is going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, you start going to the gym maybe and... You know, and, and you're there with a thousand other people in the first two weeks in the gym. And, <laughs> and then two weeks pass, and then everyone's gone. Like, where did everyone go? It's like, maybe they went to another gym or something. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the month ends, and things are, you know, things are happening. Maybe you got sick, and you, you were trying to do things right. And I'm, I'm telling you my life right now. <laughs> I'm just confessing here. Okay. <laughs> See, I got sick in February and actually kind of threw everything off. I was excited about the year. Man, things are going good. My word for this year is consistency. I'm going to have consistency. February, there was no consistency. I mean, I was in bed and, you know, sick as I, I've never been. And, and you just kind of threw everything off. And then I was busy and I'm like, oh my God, God, I was ex- what happened? Man, there's no consistency. I, I need a new fresh start. Actually, this lesson is for me, so I'm just sharing it with you. <laughs> Uh, number one is start with God. Psalm chapter one. Psalm chapter one, verse one to three. Says, "Happy are those who are always meditating on God's word." They are like trees along the river that do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. See, those are those, those things that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be happy, and everybody wants to succeed. Right? That, that's something that we all have in common here today. You want to be happy? You do. Right? I mean, I, I see your face. You do want to be happy, and you want to succeed. We all want to do that. Okay, so what do we do? God, what do we do? I want to succeed. I want to be happy. Meditate on my word. Wait, no, give me more instructions, please. Like, you know, some, something better. Just meditate on my word. 
What do you mean meditate? Meditate is like, you know, sitting in, you know, in the lotus position and chanting. And... You know, meditation, we, we, know, we do it all the time. Do you know how to worry? Yes. Yeah, right? We, we do know how to worry. And me- meditation is basically just putting your mind into the same thing. Thinking about, about the same thing over and over again. When we worry, we do that. We're probably we're professionals are worrying. So if you're a professional worrying, you're a professional meditating. And what God is saying is, hey, don't, don't necessarily worry, but think about my scriptures. Meditate on them all the time. The more you meditate on the Word, the more happy and the more successful you're going to be. Amen. You know, I know if you, you know, if you're ever, you know, when you study the Bible, if you experience this, the more you're read, it's like, oh man, I feel like God's speaking to me. This is for me. Yeah. I remember one time, just you know, I was studying the Bible and I had a hard time reading the Bible. I just didn't want to read the Bible because you know, I didn't like reading. So like, I listened to an audiobook or whatever. But I just didn't like reading. So I had a hard time with that at the beginning. But I remember reading uh, the book of Job one time. And I could not put it down. I mean, I started reading it, and I read for like three hours. I was just sitting, and I, I just want to know how it ended. Like, what is God going to do with this person that is going through this really hard time? And, you know, as a, as a meditator, I still remember, I, I remember what I was sitting down. I remember what it did to my heart. You know, the God is in control always. You know, Raphael Lua, um, he's, been, uh, he's been taking, a, he's doing a master's degree class and uh, he's been kind of sharing some of the things that he's doing uh, with us. One of those things is uh, this exercise that is called dwelling in the word. Uh, so basically what we do, and we've done this for probably four weeks already, four or five maybe, uh, and we've been uh, just reading the book of Luke chapter 10 and it's only like 10 verses and we've done that with the staff for about five weeks. Those, you know, those 10 verses for five weeks and the incredible thing is that every time we read it, you know, this is a group of, you know, so a lot of them are very, you know, professionals in the Bible. There's Marty there. I mean, they, you know, have this knowledge in the Bible. There's Reese and Rafa. I mean, incredible people. Every time we find something new, every time the Word speaks to us in a different way, every time God interrupts us, and you like, sometimes it's like the first verse. It's like, oh my God, that speaks to me today. So I want to encourage you, you know, today you come and you listen to a sermon and, and you can probably have a quiet time at home also. But God is actually helping, calling us to meditate on it. To think about it, to, you know, maybe pick a verse that is helping you right now. Maybe pick a, a book of the Bible, maybe just one chapter. Actually, I want to encourage you to just pick like just one story. Or maybe one verse if you're a minimalist. <laughs> And stick with that verse this whole week. And tell me if it worked in your life. It will because God's word is powerful. That's where we get the power to get a new start. That's, that's the first place we need to go. If something is going to change in us, we need to go back to God's word. That's so simple, but it's so true. When we're not connected to God's word, I mean, you feel disconnected. You come to church and you're like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like the singing today. Well, the singing was awesome. It's just, where, where's your heart? 
point number two is sharpen your friendships. First Samuel twenty three, verse fifteen and sixteen. If you when you get there, say amen. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, you're already there. Amen. First Samuel chapter twenty three. There we go. Alright, well David was a Horish in the desert of Sip. Verse fifteen and sixteen. While well, David was a Horish in the desert of Sip, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in God. You and I need people like this in our lives. You know, if you're going to get a fresh start, you need somebody who's going to help you find strength in God. If you've been coming around, if it's like if you've been visiting our church, you need people that was going to help you do this. Actually, you're going to find people here that are willing to, to do that. Yeah, I remember when I, when I first came and, and I had somebody wanting to meet with me. I was like, why so weird? Like, why do you want to meet with me? Like, really? I'm not interested. And I remember how helpful it was. I remember how broken and how, you know, how much I needed that. I did not know I needed that. I thought it was fine. But I needed really somebody that will help me find strength in God. You know, all friendships don't naturally happen, as you know. You have to spend time, effort, you have to give, you have to return phone calls and text messages and emails and snapshots and other things. And you have to reciprocate and be vulnerable and be honest and challenging and spiritual. So let me encourage you in the, you know, the type of friendships that we need. And not just friendships that are going to just be happy, happy and, you know, just, just have fun with you or, you know, just do fun stuff. That's not the friendships that we need. We need friendships like somebody that's going to be able to speak the truth in love with us. And maybe we're out of practice with that. Maybe as a church we're kind of let that go a little bit. And I feel we need to get that back. Because that is so helpful. And I'm not talking about people telling you what to do and just being mean with you. No, I'm not talking about that. We don't need that. We're okay with that. But we need people that are willing to tell, look into our eyes and tell the truth. We need people that are going to call us high. That's going to call us closer to God. I need these conversations. You need these conversations. If we're going to continue growing in a relationship with God. You know, the, the way a conversation, the, the difference is the way you communicate with people. Because you can come with some, to somebody and kind of tell them all the things that are wrong. And all they're thinking is like how they don't like you. But if you actually come with patience and with love and, you know, just wanting to really help them, that conversation is different. Now, they might not like it at the beginning. But I say, you know, maybe a day passes and you think about, man, that was so, that was so helpful. I didn't like it. I, I wasn't really agreeing with the things you were saying. But now that I look at it, you were on point. See, you and I need relationships that are going to help us get closer to God. All right, point number three is act in faith. And you know, this, this, this little verse, I, I just had a, hard, had a hard time with this. We're going to read together. Matthew 9, verse 29. 
Are you with me? Hopefully the scriptures today are going to encourage you. And I know that God is already working with you. And, 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 and it's going to probably, whatever I say, you're not going to listen to, but you're going to hear God's word today, and it's going to help you in your life. In Matthew 9, verse 29, it says, According to your faith, it will be done. You know, Jesus is having this conversation with two blind men that have been blind for the whole life. And they heard Jesus passing by, and they had the opportunity to do something. They had the opportunity to act in faith. And they were healed. And it was amazing. And they were rejoicing. See, you and I have situations in which we all can act in faith. See, we, we all are, have opportunities right now that you can act in faith. Either by sharing your faith with somebody or either, either by you know being at school and and saying, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to join that. That takes faith. That takes courage. I, I love our team ministry. Man, I mean, it's incredible to see. You know, last year we had 14 baptisms. That was 14 kids acting under faith. I mean, they're young and they're, you know, we're thinking, man, you don't even, you know, there's a lot to come. But we appreciate that you're acting on your faith right now. Because that's just going to help you so much. Yes. See, you and I, if we're going to have a new start, we need to act in faith. According to our faith. You know, we, special missions contributions coming up. And you know, and we're all kind of looking at our bank accounts and you know how much you're going to give. And, and you're thinking, oh man, this is going to, it's going to wipe out the savings, baby. Or, you know, it, it's going to be tough. Because it's a good amount. It's like when you have a bill that is coming and you're like, ah, uh, you know, okay. It's gonna... See, this is one of those opportunities that we get, get a chance to act in faith. Yeah. This is totally acting in faith. Yeah. Acting that God's going to use that money to save people. Yeah. That God's going to use that money to help people around that we don't even know. Right. I mean, talk about acting in faith. You're going to give money to people that you don't know, that you don't even know if they, you know, something, you know, maybe, you know, what's going to happen to them. That you might not hear anything in about six months. That is acting in faith. But, you know, we saw a video today and all the people that are changing, all the, the lives that are being transformed. Yes. See, our contribution makes a big difference. So, you know, we have the opportunity to act and, faith. and I wanted to just have a conversation with you here quick. Because, you know, there's a question that we used to ask before, and if you've been around for a while, it's like, what are your spiritual dreams? What are some of the things that you think and you can imagine? Because the Bible says that if we can imagine it, if we believe in it, it will make it happen. And I remember people thinking about, hey, what are your spiritual dreams? I want to go into the ministry, or whatever it was. So I want to ask you that. What are some of your spiritual dreams? I want to, why don't we encourage one another here and just raise your hand. And uh, if, you have, if you have any, I hope you do. What are your spiritual dreams? Yes.
I came from a very dysfunctional family, very bad situation. So I would just love to see the change of my kids to their kid, and hopefully I will live long enough to see. Their kids. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, spiritual dreams. Yes. Wow. Okay. Amen. Yes. We know what, yeah, we know what he wants to do. He wants to build a Chinese ministry. Yes. Come on, Raymond. Somebody else? Raise your hand. Yes. Amen, that's awesome. Some new fathers, somebody start something like that too. <laughs> CJ on the back. Amen. Yes. Wow. Amen. You already do. But yeah, thank you very much. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Amen. It's awesome. Carlos, what are your spiritual dreams? Um, you know what? I, I do want to be able to help people who have dealt with the same thing that I've dealt with in my life. I can have a ministry that is specifically geared to help them grow in that area and find God through that journey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Larry? Where are you, Larry? Larry? Spiritual dreams? <laughs> I know you do have some. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, Maggie? Um, I, I think my biggest dream is to see, because I, I came from team ministry, so I really want to see how our next generation is going to <coughs> uh, But most importantly, how do they actually live their life professionally and spiritually together? I think that's really Amen. Jake? Um, I want to see the college ministry take up this whole left side of the auditory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen. Emmerich. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is just uh, more families from the San Marino uh, neighborhood to become Christians and to have more families. Amen. Awesome. See, yeah, here we go a few more. Um, to build a uh, business professional. Okay. Barbara. Mm. Our family group, and, well, you know, our church, and also 
That's amazing. Amen. I mean, we can be here all day. That's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future of our church. I'm excited to hear that. I'm, and the incredible thing is, imagine that if we were to act and faith into those things. Man, imagine if you were to really do that. I mean, and the thing is, like, you actually can. See, you and I have been put in situations and, and different experiences in our lives that are going to help us do that. Um, you know, I'm excited about the teen ministry. You know, and, and, you know, seeing them grow. But I'm also excited about the junior high ministry. Right? And I'm excited to see Rodney there and Shirley taking the lead. I mean, they're just amazing people. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the singles ministry. You know, and they're doing new things. I'm excited about Carlos, you know, really helping out with that. I'm excited about the campus ministry. Man, it is a blessing to have Jake and Tiffany with us. I mean, they are an amazing blessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm excited about seeing your dreams come true. You know, I'm excited about seeing my dreams come true, my spiritual dreams. You know, those are questions that I, I want to you know, encourage you to ask again. Have, talk about that. Think about the things that you want to see our church grow in. I, I mean, I, I believe. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that, you know, God said, hey, think about, think about the things that I'm going to do. Think, I'm, think that I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to do something better. And then Jesus, you know, Jesus came and it was awesome. It was better. And then Jesus came and he said, Hey guys, you're actually going to do something better than I. You're going to do greater things. And this is not just cheesy believing and positive thinking. This is believing in our God and believing in His promises that, that we're going to experience greater things. Do you believe that God can do something great with your life? Do you believe that God can do something great with our church? Yes. Yeah. I believe that I believe God can do incredible things if we act in faith. Yeah. If we are, you know, you know, rooted in the word, if we have great friendships, if we are, you know, acting in faith. And point number four, before we, we close here, is repent of sins. Repent of your sin. And I did not put the scripture here. I didn't put the quote. But it, I'm going to read it to you. Maybe somebody can look it up. It says, Repent then and turn to God. That's not James. So that your sins may be wiped out and the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Acts 3.19. There you go. Thank you. If you want to experience a new start, if you really want to experience a new start, there's nothing like repenting of sin. There's nothing like letting that weight off your shoulders. There's nothing like, ah, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I've been hiding this. I've been not talking about this. There's nothing like just, honestly, just being open with somebody and letting that completely in the past. Amen. You know, Peter actually says that, you know, it's, it is turning to God. 
And in this case, like turning back to God. You know, repentance is actually turning away from our sins, right? You're going one way, you go the other way. Peter says, you're going one way, turn to God. Turn back to God. Maybe some of us need to turn back to God and look at our convictions again. And what are some of the convictions you have about the sin that you're struggling with? You know, I was thinking about, about mine. I was thinking about what, what are some of the scriptures that come to mind? What are some of the scriptures that I have forgot to repeat to myself? What does God believe about this? And what do I believe about this? You know, how do we do it? Confess to God. It's the number one thing. Ask for forgiveness. But then also talk to somebody. You know, be open with somebody. And ask for follow-up. You know, hey, I want to just I don't want to just stay in this thing. I want to I want to continue growing in this area. If you want to experience a fresh start today, you need to have a conversation with somebody today. About what's going on in your life. What are some things that are, you know, just messing with you that you're not being open about, that you're just you just not honestly sometimes not knowing how to deal with. And that you're ashamed of and that you don't want to just you know, get it out of your life. You know what happens? The scripture says, the sins may be wiped out. Man, are there things that you have in your life right now that you want wiped out? That you want to be removed completely? Is there a situation that you're like, oh man, I, I hope this is, this is be gone. And I hope we'll go back to normal. If you want to experience a, good, uh, a new star this week, you know, I believe... Our church can do great things. I believe you can do great things. So we need to start with God. You need to sharpen your friendships. You need to act in faith. And we need to repent of sins. Thank you very much.